All right, gentlemen. Are we ready? What you say? Affirmative. Welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I am your host Neil Cordray, and I'm joined this week by the one true man. And hi. And today we are going to be uh, milking the easy content and talking about our predictions for 2019. Um, of course, we still have some news to cover. Um, to be fair, it's only partially easy because we are going to be making predictions. Yes, which means we can be held to... to be wrong. In, indeed. So every time we're wrong, send us a comment or an email telling us how wrong we were. That'll get, that'll get people to comment. <laughs> <laughs> they won't tell us how good we are, but man, people always, are always ready to tell you how wrong you are. Uh, yeah, uh, but in any case, we do still have a little bit of news to cover. Um, kind of right winding down in news stuff um interesting news out of the ps uh, ps1 classic it was a hot mess <laughs> who'd have thunk it uh it was hastily rushed out uh, the door for to meet a deadline so badly in fact that with the initial release <coughs> of the thing if anyone has like the first run or, or the first like one or two runs of the product if you plug a USB keyboard into one of the ports and hit the escape key, you get the root menu of the emulator that it's ru- that it's running. Oh wow! Wow! That's like some Wizard of Oz man behind the curtain <laughs> shit. It's like and it's like everybody knows, but at the same time, that's not it's just not done. Yeah, it's it's like I mean, yeah, everyone, but but that's the thing. Like, you don't even have to hack it. You just have right. to plug in a keyboard and hit the escape key, which on most <coughs> emulators, if they run full screen, is the default key to open up the menu. Right, right. They didn't even mess with that shit. It's so That's lazy. <laughs> um, that is kind of uh, that is kind of on brand in the sense that like when PlayStation first came out, there it was an inferior version that did not have the analogs on the controller and so yeah. so on and so forth, and then it picked up steam and got better over time. <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, and also, people found um, files and 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 directory paths for about thirty other games that didn't actually make it onto the system. Ah. Like not enough to actually run the game, not like a full ISO yeah. or or a ROM, but like you could see that. At one point in the planning and development of the, of, the, of the system, they were planning on putting these games in. I can't remember what the games were. Yeah. I actually am getting all this second hand, but well, except for the except for the kid escape thing, I got that off the no. So. Um, wow. Which is just amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's like one part of me is like that's sad, but another part of me is like I told you so. <laughs> yeah. No. It was. This was. This was all. This was the obvious cash. Bra- cash grab is obvious. Yeah, right. Situation. Most definitely. So most definitely. Um, of course, this is probably this is old old news, but Fallout seventy six continues to tank. I wasn't gonna bring that up in front of you. No, no, I'm. I did bag on it in your absence. We backed on it when you weren't here. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe me. I would have joined in, man. Just, <laughs> have you played it? Have you played any of it I yet? I tried. Is it that? Is it as bad as it, as everyone seems to think? Um. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> you're wandering around the countryside, shooting the occasional thing. By the way, guys, isn't that a perfect transition? Cash grab is obvious. Cash grab. Mm-hmm. And then Bethesda. 
Because right. it's like, hey, let's slap the Fallout name on this and yeah. call it good. I mean, there there is, to my knowledge, about only one good thing that came out of Fallout 76, which was a build-your-own-Pip-Boy kit that apparently they're going to keep selling for like 150 bucks a piece, but at least that way for prop makers and such, you can have like right. really good-looking Pip-Boy Pip uh, props as opposed to having to DIY your own. and Right. Kind of like how Fallout 3 came with, or Fallout 4 came with the Pip-Boy version, but it was pre-assembled. Mm -hmm. This one you can actually disassemble, so you could theoretically also do your own paint and mods to it. Awesome. Which is really nice and is massively sold out. But Right. Well, and the thing is, is <clears throat> there were places where you can actually end up griefing other players and not know it. I came up on this one spot that, you know, I'm going, oh, loot, great, I'll grab some. Hey, stealing from other players. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it's only later that I come around and I find that someone else had claimed this spot. There's nothing about, you know, I'm just going, what, what, you know, what is this? How is it? How does this work? Tell me about it because it's almost like Bethesda didn't know what they were making. Exactly. Well, it's, like, it, it's like they made a game that they've never tried to make before and then slapped a coat of paint on it. Indeed. And, and then there's a part where. I'm just walking around. I, I log in. No one else around. I start taking random damage. Just something just starts killing me. And I'm like, what the hell? You can't fast travel unless you spend coin. And I'm just like, shist. Yeah, so I haven't played Fallout since, oh, after the first week. I'm going to let them... Try to repair it before it's so, uh, Good luck. Any any user has a simple solution to that. Put a flag down. Plant a flag. Plant a flag. Hey, where's the flag? <laughs> well, I plant a flag, so this is all mine. Do you have a flag? That's so weird, though, that there's not like a clear. There wasn't a clear indication that it belonged to somebody else. Yeah. Because if they have like ostensibly a system that's supposed to like, you know, allow for that stuff allow for like PvP and whatever but at the same time discourage people from just being dicks for the sake of being dicks mm -hmm. then that's the very first thing you want to figure out is how you want you know people good f players playing in good faith to not accidentally screw over somebody else right I mean in all the games that I've seen were like even the most like the most uh, potentially cutthroat games like in general or in specific circumstances like EVE Online for example you know what you're getting into they have a whole system set up for it. Like, there's NullSec, and there's all this various stuff, like high security and mid-security, low security and no security, like, or, you know, however they officially define that, it's been a long time, but I know that, you know, in that example, you can do, uh, you can do any of that where people can just kind of fart around in high security and be, you know, basically not at risk if the whole time if they wanted to, right. but, like, there's other options and, like, lucrative, like, you know, Right. Asteroids to mine and things, spaces to put bases and crap like that that you have to go outside of the, you know, like civilized areas to do. So well, that yeah. is kind of disconcerting. And there is no, so far I haven't been able to find an option where I can go, hey, I want to go to a place there's no PvP. You want to go to what? There's no, there's no option to set up a server that I know of where you can go no PvP. Yeah, that's because there aren't any private servers for it. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, what? You know, yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, I know it's not an MMO per se, 
but it's it's it a has, roast alike. It has as yeah exactly. It, it has aspects of that, and it's just like I'd like to point out that you know like World of Warcraft came out in two thousand four, and you had both PVE and PVP servers. It's like come on guys, let's get with the times here. Right. <laughs> By the way, bringing back a little segment that we used to that we used to have. What's Neil drinking today? And that is because it's Christmas, and I have an excuse to drink eggnog. <laughs> It's not my homemade eggnog because I haven't made any homemade eggnog yet, but I bought some at the store because, yay, I can buy eggnog again. And people won't look at me like I'm weird, like like when like when I bought some in March. Well, I feel like if they're selling it at the store, they don't really have room to judge you for well, you buying can, something that they're selling. Right. You can always buy eggnog. It's just... That's my point. The, I mean, it's if nobody just the, bought it, then they wouldn't sell it year-round. The cashiers will still look at you and be like, in March? <clears throat> it's still like eggs. Yep. Farmers still harvest nogs. Oh, uh, we. This is to kind of you know um, talk about things that are kind of dovetailing from the last episode. Um, we talked about uh, gaming ethics and all that stuff, and um, I saw that Rockstar is now uh, selling Red Dead Redemption Gold for actual money, so. That's a thing. Well, that's because they're modeling their Red Dead, Re their Red Dead uh, online off of uh, uh, thing online. Um, oh yeah, GBA, GBA online. You mean GTA? GTA, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> GBA, GTA, GTA. That would be Game Boy Advance. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> GTA online is a massive cash cow for Rockstar. Yeah. Because people will just buy in-game money. Over and over again because there's there's two ways of getting the really nice car, yeah, which is grinding for a whole hell of a lot of time until you get enough in-game money to be able to unlock your ability to drive into the store in the in the in-game store or spend twenty bucks for it. Yep, yeah, that's a thing. Um, I will say this though: at least you know what you're getting. It's not like a loot box scenario where it's like good luck. Yes, it's it, like hey, spend this much money and this is exactly what you get. It is slightly better than than that in that regard. Yeah, yeah. But it's still like Rockstar makes like what I said last last time to and paraphrase Jim Sterling. Companies are aren't happy with making some of the money. They want to make all of the money. Rockstar is making all of the money. <laughs> they really don't like. <laughs> They make so much money, it is not even funny. <laughs> and you were a poet. So I didn't realize. Timing, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a poet and I didn't even realize, indeed. Right. <laughs> it's the timing. He real <laughs> it's the timing with the rhyming. But, yeah, they, they make oodles of money. But again, if you're getting what you're, you know what you're paying for, you're getting what you're paying for. It's not as unethical, it's, it's true. Just, it's just and a business And if you can still model. get it for free. I mean, it's a thing. If, if there's, yeah, a, thing like there's that, a question of how much they manipulate the how much the the drop of in-game money to sort of covertly incentivize the expenditure of real-world money, but y your argument is valid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there is there is a. I haven't personally come across that too too much. I mean, uh, again, it's subjective, I guess, but I haven't really 
played a game where I'm like, oh man, this is really obvious that like they're being they're scrimping on like drop rates or this or that to play push Assassin's me. Creed uh, I, Odyssey. I think it was. I basically haven't played that franchise like at all. So one of the one of the Ass Creed games, like, Ass Creed. <laughs> yeah. One of the Ass Creed games was very much like wow. like you could tell that the drops were bad. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, again, I'm not saying it's not out there. Yeah, you could, you, 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 it's not official or anything, but it's like right. there is no way that this is not intentional. Yeah, right. Well, and that that franchise is kind of you know interest has waned in that, and that maybe you know, that kind of stuff may be part of it. Could be. Although I'm sure a lot of it is just the whole like Madden syndrome, where it's like, hey, it's another year, there's another game, or call, you know, well, I would say Call of Duty, but that keeps selling anyway. The exception there is modern, or not sorry, not modern warfare. Um, uh, Infinite warfare, the space one. Yeah, that one. That's all like crap. That one didn't do well, but then Which they, is, you know, they got right back on that horse, and yep. then they ate that horse. Um, oh, um, another thing I wanted to mention. I actually just uh, read about this yesterday. Um, it, it just basically was uh, announced yesterday. If you want to use the word announce, um, Blizzard. Uh, they are technically it's Blizzard Activision, but you know, mm-hmm. just call them Blizzard. Um, they are they are reallocating people and resources from Heroes of the Storm to other projects. So it's like they're, the game is still going to go on, but there's not going to be as many like updates and stuff. And like, they're also shutting down their aspirations yeah, for esports. They're dropping the esports thing like a hot potato. Which, wow! I mean, that that that. That's because you still can't compete in the MOBA in the MOBA marketplace with League. Well, the thing that's weird about well, not weird, but just interesting to point out is um, until recently. See, this is one of those, and I guess it's relevant that I bring up the Activision aspect of it. Is this reeks of uh, Activision like cutting your losses to me um, with the, with that stuff where Hots wasn't as profitable as um, other games. Um, but uh, the thing about it is, it's like a lot of people in the, the Blizzard side didn't even know that it was going to happen until like right before it happened. So they were pumping up these professional esports people, these professional gamers and stuff like, oh yeah, you know, we have all these events planned and this and that and the other. And there are people that are doing this as, as an actual profession and it, it is their income. And it's just like, well, yeah. well it's done. Sorry. Good yeah, luck. Like, learn another game or do another thing. And right. it's just like, man... And I, the thing that was uh, disappointing to me, well, twofold. One, I like the game, and you know, less support for the game is not good for me. Right. Uh, secondly, I I don't really watch uh, streaming stuff much. I don't watch much like Twitch gaming or anything. But whenever I do, it was it was uh, HGC Hots, and I thought it was actually an interesting. Um, I thought it was actually interesting to watch high level play of that, and they actually had like good production values and good commentators and stuff. Like, there's a lot about it that was good, and that's coming from someone who almost never watches that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not already predisposed to like the thing. I just kind of like gave it a shot because I was interested because I actually was playing the game a lot and I wanted to see. You know, it's just like anything else, right? If you know you play like a pickup game of baseball or football or whatever, and you want to see pros do it just to see someone right. do it amazingly like that's exactly. a big part of the appeal <clears throat> so uh part of me is just like you know shrugging my shoulders like well you know so there's not quite as many updates 
you know, oh, oh well, it'll still have some support. And quite frankly, you know, I have plenty of games to play and stuff. I'll still play it. But another part of me is really uh, disappointed that all that, like the HGC stuff and everything, is is going away and just the uh, just the surprising sudden nature of it. You know, I yeah. I didn't see that coming. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what new projects come down the pipe and. Um, how they do because right now Blizzard has got a bit of a black eye with the uh, the fallout of their you know, <laughs> hey it's mobile Diablo and everyone going what right. no we don't give a shit <laughs> yeah we want we want the full Diablo experience not this whole yeah and it's it's is it just me or is every game maker making these big missteps lately um so or all, all, all the big ones i mean it is screwed up to a certain extent it's up. just you yeah, well i think it's i think it's the it's the fact that when it does happen there's a lot more like more of a spotlight on it and people i i think it's just a general trend where um people are paying more attention to it and uh, whining about things longer. Mm -hmm. It's a general internet like amplification effect going on. Right. Also, this will allow me to, to talk about news about a game that I quite like. Um, Path of Exile had a new... Um, had, had their new season, quote-unquote, drop. I mean, that's not Content actually what drop. you call it. But yeah, it's their new expansion. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Um, reset the economy again because they do that every like three months. Um, but it uh, massively exceeded um, all projections to the point of servers got cra crashed a little bit. Nah. Um, a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, but no, it was it was really interesting because. Like they had acquired extra server space for la for the launch, and it wasn't enough. Wow. wow! Effectively, they built up. They had such a such an effective launch that they inadvertently DDoS attacked themselves. <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's Path of Exile. You are exiled from the server. Um, it's the ultimate role playing. I, I so played exile. You can't even play the game. I played a fair bit during the opening weekend, um, and the servers went down every. Uh, Two and a half to three hours for like, for for only now on the plus side for only like maybe five to ten minutes at a stretch, because it was like something new happened. We're fixing it on Twitter, and then right. servers are back up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neil, do you do you find that as you get older, you desire less and less to be part of these like launches and new things? Um. To just wait it out and not deal with the insanity? Or is that just me? I've never had too much of a God, I must pre-order this mentality. Yeah. I kind of actually hate pre-order culture. Because um, I think it's bad for games. At the same time... Yeah, I'd say probably to a certain extent I am even less enthused than once perhaps I was. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, I'm trying to find... My friend Ray shared a thing in a Discord and I'm trying to find corroboration of it. Well, I, and I, I find, I think, Michael, I'm in the same boat. Being older, um, 
and back in my day. Uh, but yeah, I find that I tend to, you know, like Fallout 76, yeah, I was all over that. But most games, I'm like, eh, you know? Yeah. And so that brings me to another game. Uh, oh, there it is. That is from the original makers of Fallout and Fallout New Vegas, Outer Worlds. Is that Black Isle? Is that Black Isle, Black Isle, yeah. yes. Yeah. I don't know Outer Worlds off the top of my head. They released a, uh, they re- released a, uh, <gasps> pardon me, a um, trailer, a game, you know, a, a game trailer for it. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, right, right. No, this is, so Obsidian Entertainment is Obsidian. making Outer Worlds, which looks like Fallout in space. Yes. And, and no, got, I saw that trailer. It looks grand. It looks amazing. You gotta decide right now. Pow! He's like, we well, didn't have to shoot him. <laughs> but hey, you, I apologize you. to those wearing headphones. <laughs> right? All you know, all six million. It, of you. it levelates. It's okay. But, you know, it's like one of those things. It's got that fallout sense of humor. You didn't have to shoot him now, but hey, you do you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely got a, the more old quirky. Interplay sense of humor. That also exactly. that also reminds me of Borderlands humor. Yeah, that's that's which it wouldn't surprise me that you know some of that was inspired by <laughs> Fallout humor back. In Very the likely. Shall we get to the meat and potatoes of the episode? Yeah, I suppose spoiler. we can. Uh, spoiler of the week. In AD twenty one oh one, war was beginning. What you say? What you say? <laughs> Someone set us up the bomb. <laughs> set up us the bomb. Uh, so we are we are going to be randomly prognosticating about things that we expect will happen in 2019. I think I'm the only person that has anything directly pre-prepped, so I'll start. Go for it. Um, here's my big prediction. In 2019, Marvel will start losing... Uh, Marvel mov- movies will start losing relevance at a more advanced rate to the point of... We'll probably end up with another uh, comic book movie's Dark Ages probably another five or six years. Because, here's my reasoning. I, 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 I'm not just wildly throwing this out there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the second part. But the first part, um, Infin- um, Avengers, Infinity War, Endgame, The Second Coming, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is coming out here in June, something like something sometime like in, sometime in, in in during the summer blockbuster season. I think probably kicking it off. Yeah. And we are, and it is going to be the last movie that has all of the, pretty much all of the established characters. But Neil, I thought half of them went bye bye. <laughs> are you telling me that? There will be characters that are in the movie that went away in the previous movie? They will unsnap the snapping? Or the, well, that should have been our spoiler of the week. Yeah, well, that, that, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's for when we review that movie. That's fair. Yeah, this is true. The snap didn't matter all that much. Right. It mattered for one movie. The snap, sure. Um, but, yeah. at the end of, but, but, we, but here are things that we know. Chris Evans is not going to be playing Captain America anymore. Uh, or at least, if, if that's the right Chris. There's too many Chris's. Robert Downey Jr. is not going to be playing Tony Stark anymore. Yep. Um, like, so, like, pretty much everyone who, who started the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going away. Right. They're Founders. leaving. Yeah, so we're going to, they're hoping that um, 
that what's his name who plays Spider-Man? Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Oh yes, I'm sorry, I mispronounced yeah. his name. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the chick playing uh, Captain Marvel. Brie Marvel. Brie Larson. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Better do a Cumbersnatch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of his name suddenly. Just give me a character. I pretty much Ant Man. Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd's gonna stick around for another couple movies. It's like a lightning round on a game show. Um, right. Black Panther. <laughs> at Marvel. Black Panther. Yes. At present, um, Star Lord. He doesn't have another movie. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> One of the many Chris's. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, at present, Chris Pratt is not is not under contract for any other movie for any more movies. Yep. After Guardians three. And Guardians it's and Guardians it's three might anyway. never happen at yeah, this point. Yeah, it's in limbo. Yeah. Um so so they're going to have to establish how the world is now different. Right. If they want to maintain their continuity. And how and you know and I feel like since they're going to have to essentially rebuild a world and they're going to have to reestablish a number of characters, I'm not sure how well they're going to be able to pull that off. Right. Especially well, because, especially since I think that at this point, some of the writing with, like, I, I don't get me wrong, I still enjoy the Marvel movies, but the writing has gotten lazier over time because they because Marvel to a certain extent. Has this seems to have this sort of philosophy of well we can't fuck it up, yeah, which is exactly what everyone thinks before they fuck it up. Exactly, they're a victim yeah. of their own success to that extent. Yeah, and I think they're gonna have they're gonna they're gonna do one, you know, um, movie that's on the level of Super Orphan Fight. <laughs> um, I don't. I honestly don't think any movie can ever be will ever be quite that bad again. Well, on their their version of it, because it's Marvel. There's they, the thing is, is they are still very good at what they do. Um, and the house, but the thing is, the House of Mouse can afford the talent. Um, the question it, is, will they spring for it? If they, they can afford it, yeah. yeah. If they if they fuck one up, you know how you know then then, then all the money goes away. The thing is, too, um, they they it's it's about allocation of resources because they're gonna want to be able to put like uh, the maximum amount of dollars behind like for for example their new streaming service and they have to look to the future. So I mean, yes, that's part of that is the future of Marvel movies or whatever. But when it's uh, if it becomes, I, I think I think it's gonna depend on the first four A right, like yeah. the first one or two big releases, how they do is going to set the tone. Yeah. And then that's going to kind of go from there. So, And I mean, my prediction is that know. they're going to fuck it up. Now, I don't know about this. I would agree with the first half of your prediction. I don't know necessarily about having a another like dark age of comic book movies. Well, I, I think um, in general, the... Well, we've, we've had two... Eventually, we're going to hit, we're going to hit to the point... We're, we're going to hit the point where not only are we oversaturated with comic book movies, yeah. but they're also going to be of such poor quality... That people are going to stop seeing them. Yeah, so it's like the other shoe, right? Because right now we are oversaturated, but they're yes. still generally good, so people keep seeing them. Right. Well, okay. Right. Here's here's the thing. It's like saying we're gonna we're gonna get oversaturated with comic books. Eh. 
the thing is, is that it's, comic, comic, you know, com- what the heroes and stuff we've seen in in comic books have translated to this to the screen. The that's thing is, thing. though, with comic, no. if you're talking about actual comic books, that's uh, that that's like a lot of small audiences. Yeah. Those are like various niche things. Where, so where I don't know if that's a good comparison. Where, whereas, well, like just, in in comic books, in comic books, also you're not dealing with what is in reality when it comes to Hollywood and it comes to movie making a zero sum game. Possibly. Only so many movies are going to be made in a year. Right. Mm-hmm. If people stop going to comic book movies, less comic book movies will be made until eventually no one makes them anymore. But I don't again, s- again I don't see that happening because they become the mainstream. I'm saying but what they my, are the new they are the new action film. And my prediction is that, that is that, that is going to change this year, Ben. Well, I mean, trends only last so long. Yeah, I'm. It'll come full circle again at some point. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. Know, I think there's a middle ground. I I think I, I would say my I, I don't think there'd be a total dark age per se. I just think there'd be significantly less significantly less of them because uh, I mean there's I, and I admit I may have gone a little bit too far with the and we might have a <coughs> comic book dark age. I mean, but, you could be right. I, I just and I'm not I saying comic book see, dark age I mean, either. I'm talking comic book movie dark age. Like, <laughs> right. right? Start getting shit like Daredevil again, the Ben Affleck one. I, I think the thing is, things I think Marvel has learned from you know too much from that. Not because they've they've also learned. Hey, they don't all have to be the Avengers. We can do a heist movie. We can do, you know, I mean... That still only goes so far, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are only so many characters that are, like, in the, that are in the zeitgeist to actually make the movie about. So yeah. you start running out of characters and premises. When you start that. when you start having to hit... Like, when you start having to have... Uh, I, the only one I can think of... The only thing I can think of right now would be, like, if you tried to make a Swamp Thing movie, but that's DC. Right. Right. No one's gonna, like... Well, it, well there's, no, a, there's a, a Marvel analog. Man a number thing, of people, yeah, a number of people would yeah. go to a, see a Swamp Thing movie, but it's not it's it's not going to be a massive audience draw, because you're gonna especially if you completely kill Tony Stark and Steve Rogers mm-hmm. and Thor and so and and so on. You can't bring those characters back unless you are familiar with the term "only Marvel dead." However, you can't. It's this isn't like Doctor Who. You can't have them regenerate as a new as a new body very nearly as easily. Well, there's the character, and then there's the there's the iteration of the character. Yes, exactly. So I think you could bring the character back, but it's not. That's only in the technical sense. If it's not the iteration of the character, a lot of people aren't going to care. Like there's a lot of people that didn't give a shit about Iron Man. And then Iron Man came out, and Robert Downey Jr. was great, and it was a good movie, and people started caring. Because remember, he was a B-list character, basically. Yeah, he was. And now, now as far was... as the mainstream is concerned. Yeah. Uh, and then that iteration is what made the character. So it's like you could bring someone like that back in the sense that, hey, there's, an, there's another character that has that name or is that general character, but it's not. It's a different iteration of the character, and it's very different. Different person portraying it. Perhaps. Yeah, and I think, I think that, like, with... With the comic book movies, like I said, they are the new action movies. We'll see a change in the genre, I think. But I don't think we're. I don't, Marvel has a has a very very deep roster. I mean, they've. I mean, we started with Blade, you know. Uh, you know, when you go into deep into the Marvel roster, nobody knew who the hell Blade was. 
unless you were. A, well, that's the, that's the that's the rub, though, right? Is it's deep, but when you get below a surface layer or two, nobody knows or gives a shit about any of these characters. Now, obviously, lightning's going to strike on occasion, like Guardians of the Galaxy, but you have to have all the right pieces for that to work. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like you had a great director, you had a great uh, script, you had a great cast, you, like every single thing, boom, 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 it all just kind of came together. And again, it was just one of those moments in time where it was like it just became this big. You know, also, I would argue that 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 the Guardians of the Galaxy is not a is not a poorly known comic uh, group. It, I had never heard of it until the movie was announced. I had, I had as well, but I'm a I'm a comics fan. Well, I'm I, not I'm not as much as of one as Ben is. So, but in any case, uh, I think that's enough time on on my first prediction. What do you guys have? Well, that's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty big one because that has, you know, that has well, uh, implications I'm, for the whole the yeah. whole year. I'm thinking we're going to start seeing again. I think we're we're in the middle of a renaissance of indie games. I mean, we're we are getting to the, the renaissance of the indie. Um, we've, I mean, and granted, that's part of what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I am an indie author. This I, reminds me, actually, we missed uh, we missed a piece of geek news. Uh, there's a book coming out here, hopefully sometime next year, um, mm-hmm. called True Colors uh, by a by, by a, uh, a, a, a semi well known uh, local author, <laughs> and uh, he's, he, the the cover just released. You should go. You should definitely go check it out. Yeah, actually, that maybe I uh, hopefully get that out by Christmas. Really? Uh, I'm hoping. I'm in the last st- I'm in stages of editing, having some beta beta readers go over it, um, which is kind of funny because. One of the premises of that whole thing is that whole alpha, beta, gamma, wolf pack thing is mm-hmm. uh, is debunked. Um, but anyways, uh, which is fitting because in reality it is in fact false. It's true, exactly. and this is a fun little nugget of information: is that the person who came up with that, the researcher, he made a book, he it released, it sold really well, and the whole mythos became this big thing, and people were just enraptured by this idea. He went out, he did some more research, and goes, oh, I made I was say, completely this wrong. This was actually Actually, false. yeah. Uh, I misinterpreted this, and he shouted it from the rooftops, and nobody cared. Nobody Because listened. it was a good story. Yep, right. Well, and the thing was, is he was using his, he was, he did his based on research that was done in 1947 on captive wolves. <clears throat> And it's only in a resource-scarce environment like that, in captivity. So, yeah, alpha wolves are basically tame wolves, you know, wolves in, in captivity. <laughs> Which is the ultimate irony, because it's exactly. the exact opposite of the, well, yeah, the yeah. thing that people think about. You know? exactly. Indeed. Um, yep. But, uh, it was, you know, along those lines, um, yeah, indies are, are now, you know, creating, the, creating content that uh, become, you know, franchises. I mean, The Martian was some guy on his blog, which before, you know, before the, before 2000, wasn't a real big thing. Yeah. You know, now you can monetize blogs. You can monetize YouTube. That's, by the way, that's a lower key trend than all the superhero movies is movies based off of books. Yeah. There have been a lot of movies based off of books and recent books. Mm-hmm. That's been happening a lot in the last few years, especially oh, the last year or so. Right. It's like more often than not now, well, that may be an exaggeration, but a lot of the time now I'm seeing these uh, movies, like, you know, announcements and trailers and stuff, and I just kind of like skim through and it's like, oh, based on the book by someone, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's interesting because it's like, you know, a lot of the stuff it's like I don't even... 
I don't even know that the book exists until there's a movie version of it. And, then and some, some of the stuff is yeah. clearly selling pretty well, or else they wouldn't make the movie in most right? cases. Yeah. yeah. And and we're, we're starting to see that with games now. You know, I mean, we're starting to see more and more indie games if you go on because of Steam. You know. Speaking of, another just very mini prediction. I am hoping, this is actually much more a please, please, please. <laughs> I'm hoping that in 2019, Steam manages to clean up its its uh, its self-curation and, cure, and yeah. storefront, as opposed to trying to pawn it off on the community. Yeah. But I think we, we are see seeing it. the democratization of creativity, uh, and I think we're we're going to see that continue. We are I, again. I think we're in a renaissance for that. Well, it's a similar thing to like where um, there's a lower barrier to entry for films with like GoPros and stuff like that. You're seeing a similar thing with games where you know there are more like software development kits and resources <laughs> and stuff that's like people can uh, get in and at least, you know, um, get their get their hands dirty and practice a bit and make basic games and stuff and mm -hmm. it's, it's less intimidating for people to try to do that. Now right. that now that it's now that there have been some uh, good selling indie games the last few, you know fewish years, mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of um, it's kind of transformed the, the zeitgeist a bit where people aren't uh, people aren't thinking that it's uh, folly to do that. Especially now that you have like more like crowdsourcing and like uh, ways to get the word out and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. it's a bigger trend. We are in a much more connected world, and and that's the thing is is that also politics, you know, in political in in uh, being politically in is no longer necessary because zombies. Max Brooks, guess who he's related to? No idea. Mel Brooks. <laughs> May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> well, that's the only and, thing and, and that comes to mind. To, exactly. to be fair, I think I think what we I think I think you're talking about like on the in crowd, not necessarily. When you say politically, my brain immediately thinks jumps to Democrats and Republicans, which is not what you're talking about in this particular right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, politics within the industry. Yeah, within yeah industry politics. Industry yeah. politics. Yes. Right, right. If and you just say if you just say politically, then then that's what well, everyone's going to think, Ben. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you know, it's like you don't have to be someone's cousin or someone's nephew. You know. Yeah. It's, it's, you don't. Yeah. It's not. It, it is. It has become less. It is becoming less about. Which people you know, but more about how many people know of you. Yeah, right. and that's it's becoming less it. insular. I mean, and the thing is, is it's also becoming easier to know people. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm friends with, you know, with uh, Chuck Wendig, uh, you know, online. I can talk to him anytime I want. Um, I've gotten advice from the man, you know. And uh, so, you know, it's just one of those things of we become instantly more connected, and I think we're... we're getting into a point where we're going to see more stuff, more and more stuff, from not Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from not Disney. That'd know? be good. Uh, and and I, th I, think that's, I think that's a positive trend. I, uh, I do have, um, when, you, when you said politics, that did kind of uh, bring something uh, to my <laughs> mind. Uh, I have a I have a prediction, um, and it's kind of it's kind of straddles the line of um, game politics or industry politics and actual politics, and that is um, there will be um, there will be more like um, internet uh, mobbing and internet like selective outrage about things related to like gaming products and services and stuff 
And um, I think a lot of it will be, a lot of it will have the opposite effect that the ones doing the mobbing and doing the complaining and, you know, doing the crusading and everything uh, will want. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a, there's this, there's this thing that happened where there's a YouTuber who was playing Red Dead Redemption and he, um, there's, there's this uh, NPC in the game that's like this uh, strident feminist person, suffragette, because that was the time, right? But not just that, but they're just like a super annoying NPC, and it was just like, you know, a, a thing where it was an NPC that annoyed a lot of people. And the guy, you know, again, it's one of those free-roaming GTA-type deals where you, you, can kill just, her? you can just do whatever. <laughs> and, uh, well, he didn't just kill her. He, like, he did a whole thing... He did a whole ridiculous thing just for the hell of it, right? Where, like, you know, he wailed on her and, like, hogtied her and, like, rode her across, like, you know, rode on a horse across the, the land to a swamp and then, like, fed her to alligators. And it was, and it was funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but people were like, oh, my gosh, you did it to a woman. You are a misogynist, and I am so upset. And it's like, guys, this is a silly game. Yeah. And he's just doing a silly thing. The, and, and it like, wasn't supposed to be political. I haven't heard of this outrage, so it wasn't definitely wasn't large enough. Well, uh, it he got um, they he was like they they temporarily suspended him. I can't remember exactly the trajectory, but like YouTube was b pulling their typical bullshit, and he was suspended even though he didn't do anything wrong. And then they eventually reinstated him. Uh, at, well, I say eventually, it was only like a day or two, I think. If uh, but there's like massive out there, like all of his like all of his like subscribers, followers, whatever. Like everyone was just like, this is total BS. What the heck? And they they backtracked super quickly. But the, anyway, the reason I tell that story is because I predict that more and more of that's going to happen because um, it doesn't it doesn't seem like the the irrational people that react to things like that are going anywhere. Well, They're still they, on the internet. Uh, I think I think we're going to start filtering out their voices better. <clears throat> well, when, when so people you're like gonna have, you're going to have people way on the fringe on either side of things, you know, uh, and they are going to get louder. I think. But here's right. the problem, Ben. It's not just the people. It's the people. It's the it's the it's the content. It's the 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 content providers like Google slash YouTube that are collaborating with them. They're actively collaborating with them mm -hmm. to pull I, this I, crap. I disagree that it's a, that it's active collaboration. I get one of the, one of the things that one of the things that you that you'll discover if you if you uh, if you spend enough time looking at the creator space on YouTube is that almost nothing that YouTube and Google does is done by a human being. That's a that's a bullshit line that they give to excuse their malfeasance. Uh, Some of it is true. Some of it is actual things. But um, there, there's a lot of that where they just go, oh, it, it was just a robot, you guys. That's just a line that they pull That's, out. That um, I, I think that you are very wrong in that regard. Well, regardless of that, there is there, there, the thing. Are, I think you don't you don't, don't have enough people employed to be able to actually actively curate YouTube. Where I, where they I need think, to. Yeah. Where I think we're running into is you have people who are on the on the fringes who are overreacting. And then you have the legal side of YouTube and Google and going, okay, let's overreact with an abundance of caution because th these are places they've never been before. They mm -hmm. don't know. And they are going to be reacting like a business will uh, in a very defensive manner. Um, and yeah, they're gonna, they are going to operate in conjunction with and in cooperation with the loudest outrage they hear. 
until they can look at that and go, mm, okay, which I think feeds to Neil's point and also to your point in that the humans who are making those decisions and granted, maybe making very bad decisions yeah. are going to get better at tuning out the bullshit. But there are not enough of them yeah. with enough experience. Again, that comes back to my point is we are on a frontier here yeah. in a renaissance of we don't know where we're going or what lays what lies in front of us because we don't know where some far left freakout's going to go over a song that's 150 years old. Oh, the snow thing. Maybe it's cold outside. Yeah, I got my snow mixed up. Yeah, your winter song. Yeah, your winter song's wrong. To my knowledge, I don't think there's anything you could really even take negatively and let it in, in let it snow. snow. <laughs> climate change, climate hey, change. Give it, give it time. <laughs> yeah, give, give it time. time. Yeah. There will be a climate change. Yeah, there will be someone on climate change uh, or something. They'll find something. Because uh, historically, I know the history of that song. Um, you know, and it is, it used to be a, here's the thing, it used to be from the, you know, it used to be something that on the far left they were using as a, uh, as an anthem. Yeah. But now, Somebody else has. Oh, it's so rapey. Yeah, that has become rapey. I'm like going. Ooh. My my whole my whole opinion, by the way, as as someone who sits somewhat left of center, is maybe it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. Is a bad song. That is the extent of my opinion of it. It's just not a very good song. It's not. Yeah, and, <laughs> it has very poor melody. Well, and the, it's it's just two people will, talking yeah. to each other, and, and, right? And, 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 and like, there's no modulation. Yeah. And the tune is bad. It's just, Why the hell is it even popular anymore? <laughs> well, the reason it got popular. I'm sorry to everyone. I'm yelling at on, <laughs> on the internet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I need to talking move. in all caps. <laughs> I, keep, I keep moving the, the microphone closer to other people. I need to move farther away from it. <laughs> You're talking in all caps, Neil Shut. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, it used to be, it was a party ender. Yeah. It was, they, there was a couple, a married couple, who would perform this song uh, because of the, you know, and, and the whole thing of what's in this drink was, uh, oh, I'm acting out of character. Let's blame it on this convenient thing. And it just, it just... Oh, yeah, uh, that was one of the stupidest yeah, that, things. They're like, oh, he's slipping her a Mickey. It's like, no. No, that's, no because... That's her, that's yeah. her being coy and being like, oh, gee, I didn't realize I was drinking. Exactly. Because because I was just, it should be pointed out that... The date rape drugs is an invention of the late '80s and early '90s. Right. Well, I don't know Spanish. <laughs> yeah, that would be a pretty uh, big but, anachronism. But but the other thing is is that it also came from a t- period in time when, and this is what I find problematic about it. Not that it the song. Uh, there's itself, that word again. Uh, problematic is that it, not the song. <coughs> uh, is that it, it was? It came from a time when women didn't have a good way to say yes, so they also didn't have a good way to say no. Yeah, I mean that's that's the irony there is that um, <laughs> it's it's an old timey thing where it's like um, the idea there is that the woman is interested, but she can't see she can't be too transparent about her interest lest she be interpreted as a slut or whatever. Exactly. So it's like you said, it was the other <laughs> way around where people. I now we don't want to we don't want to confuse our political terminology here, but socially yeah. left, like li- socially liberal. Not economically liberal or anything, but just socially liberal. Right. Uh, is in where it's like they were thinking that was a good thing. That it's like, hey, look, 
women can be interested without being. We don't have to be Puritans here. Exactly. Women can be interested and be their own, have their own agency and whatever. Uh, so they're actually championing that. Whereas now you have people that are looking to be outraged at every turn, and they're going, "Oh my gosh, this is yeah. a date rape song. This right. is well, this so is evil patriarchy." And it's like, no, it's just a song, guys. Chill out. America's right. uh, issues with sex abound <coughs> massively, and we really just need to. Get over ourselves. Anyway, we are way off the rails here. Right, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, we we get. I think that's something that to get back to predictions, we are going to see more, more of this manufactured outrage, uh, piggybacking on actual social things. But I think we're. I think Neil is is correct, and I I agree that. As we get better at filter at, at dealing with this, we will get better at filtering it. Yeah, um, I think part of part of the cause cause of the problem that you that that I do agree exists, Mike. Yeah, is part of part of the cause of the problem is the people that are running these uh, these institutions that are so new don't know weren't uh, didn't didn't grow up with internet culture like you like my generation your generation did. Back in my day, um, they are more of Ben's generation. Well, which, a lot of people, to be fair, a lot of people are referring to are actually younger people at like Google and stuff, and that's not the case. Yeah, and, and they're still doing this stuff fuckardly. Right. Well, and, and the thing is, is that the people that are the, the people that are above them, the lawyers and the CEOs and shit, they are of my generation, and they're the ones that are, that are actually calling the shots. Right. Yeah. Basically, they a lot are, of the ground level people at YouTube have to follow marching orders. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, without and, getting into specifics, it's hard for me to really weigh in on that because I don't yeah. know a whole lot about. Well, and also, and there's think, some of it that n- none of us know because yeah. they just don't tell yeah, how they internally do their should. business. Yeah. yeah. And then, by the way, that's a that's, that's a that's a big problem with YouTube is their lack of transparency. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, YouTube, that's, Amazon, Twitter. Is, yeah. 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 I think I think we're gonna I, I think we're gonna be seeing people more just demands people for, just suddenly find themselves banned. It's like you violated this rule, and it's like how why yeah shut up reasons. Yeah, and it's like, we oh, said okay, so. that's helpful. Yeah, because we're we're getting back to because we said so. Um, I I think though that another thing we're going to see. Speaking of political, I think we're seeing a lot of people doing some prison time this coming year. <laughs> well, I mean, you can what? say that about any. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I mean, I mean, well, with with we have a lot of. Uh, we have a lot of convictions coming down the pipe. I'm just going, oh my I'm god. I'm going to have to edit all of this out, Ben. So, so let, let's no, pick I mean, a different topic. In the, in the entertainment industry. Okay. I mean, we have a lot of people who are facing a lot of things going on. I mean, Moonvis got kicked out. Uh, who what? Moonvis. Who uh, he was one of the uh, one of the execs at, uh, at one of the big networks. Uh, Weinstein's trial, I think, is next year. Weinstein's too. trial is, is a big one that's coming up. I mean, we're we're getting a, but again, I think that is. You a, said political again, and my brain went to th- sorry, political things again. It's like, yeah, I'm, I mean, there there are people there who are going to be doing perp walks. I'm pretty sure, but that's a whole different thing. And we try not to make that podcast <laughs> this podcast about that. Right. No, I'm just, uh, but we're we're looking at. I mean, but we're also looking at a lot of changes coming through the the entertainment industry. Um, you know, I, I think some of it is, some of it's good. Some of it's maybe not so good. It's time for me to share uh, share to share on our Facebook page um, the ultimate meme. It'll go up on our on, on the uh, on the Geek Anthology Facebook page later. Hmm. Just in, in reaction to the whole Weinstein Me Too movement 
era and etc. I'll show you, but you can't read it out loud. <laughs> but I think we are going to be seeing a lot of changes. But again, I think the whole indie movement is going to render a lot of that insular culture completely um, ineffective. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of new talent coming out in the, over the next years. I mean, look at some of the, some of the new talent we have seen that has become big. Lindsey Sterling, uh, one of my uh, <laughs> one of my uh, one so of go my on fa- on the Facebook cre- page later. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. yeah I, um, but I mean, one of my favorites, Lindsey Sterling. Uh, then who's the other one? Uh, uh, the Snake Charmer. She's a uh, she's a Hindi bagpiper. Oh uh, yeah, her. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. She is amazing. I just fa- I just ran across a uh, just ran across a Mongolian folk rock band, the Who band. <laughs> These are very specific things. Yeah, and, and there's a there's been a uh, there's <clears throat> been a a group that I I can't remember what they they I can't remember if this is their name or what or just how people have described them, but as Bali metal. <laughs> That's cool. Oh wow! No, um, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. It's an Indian metal band. Awesome! That... Oh, I've got to find them now. <laughs> oh my god, my girlfriend That's loves the moniker Bali metal. <laughs> Bali metal. Well, there's Bollywood. Well, yeah, it's, so it's, it's the Bollywood of yeah, metal. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! It's I'm unfortunate so... because if you abbreviate it, that's BM. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's enough. There's yeah. enough baggage with what Indian food does to people. <laughs> right, we don't need to have that. So yeah, let's not abbreviate that ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, love Indian food, by the way. Me too. Oh, oh yeah. It's it, one of those ben doesn't it, because food shouldn't hurt. Food should not it hurt. Seems right. like people either love it or hate it. There's not much middle ground. At least here but in actually, America. I have had a lot of really good uh, Indian food. Uh, because not all of it is super spicy. Yeah, yeah. you can have pretty mild stuff. Yeah, you, they it. make pretty pretty mm-hmm. mild stuff. It's just and yogurt marinades are always good. Yeah, there's there's never no, never anything wrong with yogurt. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I, we're, I think we're also going to be seeing a lot a lot more of that. We're going to see a lot more stuff out of out of like India mm-hmm. um, and, and places like well, that. Well, I mean, and here's something else in the publishing field. Mm-hmm. Africa is like the new frontier of publishing. I am in groups all the time where people are in Africa. Uh, Nigeria, known for its princes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should really be a tongue-in-cheek publishing house, by the way, that not, makes a nod to that kind of stuff. Right, right. Nigerian Royal Prince Publishing. Captive Royal Publishing or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but Nigeria actually <coughs> leads the way. They just in, need to have. They just need to be able to pay someone an advance of ten million dollars. <laughs> right. Exactly. In Sorry. America, yeah. They, you, yeah. Um, you know, they're relative in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we we joke like that about Nigeria, but the truth is, is Nigeria is one of the most advanced countries in Africa. And a leader in publishing. Um, and there are places... I mean, Ethiopia is changing hugely. Publishing is taking off there. Um, I think it's one of those things where if you have, like, you know, a couple regional leaders, then that kind of spreads from there. It's well, a, and, You know, it's important to have, like, a local example. Right, exactly. I use the term local loosely, of course. Because, Africa might have, you know, just happens regional. to be one of the biggest damn land masses. Yeah, Africa is a continent. People keep on seeing it as a country. You know, but you've got, um, so I mean, you've got so much coming up internationally. I think we're going to start seeing more international authors 
I mean, we had, and hmm. we're, but I think by the same token, we're going to start seeing backlash because there are people who are going to be going, oh, you know, it's just they're checking off, they're, they're taking off check marks, um, which is kind of funny because a lot of the same controversies are because they're not checking off the right tick marks yep. for certain people. Uh, yeah, I, I, I doubt that. I, I think if stuff sells, it sells, and exactly. people will see the merit in it. Well, in the literary the same... world, I think you're, you're, you're a lot, there's a lot less cynicism. Oh no, there is. It's just in, it's it's in very it's in very small pockets. They're very loud, uh, yeah. because I mean, in the literary world, I mean, N.K. Jemison. Uh, Let's not forget Cockygate this year. Oh yeah, there is that too, Cockygate. <laughs> yeah, uh, but N.K. Jemison, she won her third uh, Hugo Award for nice. in a row. Very nice for the third book in her tr- in a trilogy. Uh, <coughs> this uh, I think it's a Shattered Earth trilogy. Less nice, but still. I mean, yay for her that, that, that but mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so this trilogy's were written very well, but I, I would like to see someone winning a Hugo, like three, three consecutive Hugo Awards for three completely separate ideas. Well, that's the thing is, is that we do still see that, but that's, that's the Hugo for the best, for the overall best book. There are, again, multiple categories. Okay. Um, you know, it's just that some things are, are changing. And I think we're going to see more of that. We're going to see a lot more good stuff out of everybody, you know. I have a pretty safe prediction that I'm going to go ahead and make. Award shows will, uh, at least the traditional award shows, like, you know, Oscars Mm -hmm. and such, will continue to get less popular. People will continue to care less. I'm I'm with you on that. I I love watching the Oscars, but that's because it's more of a family tradition thing for me than anything else. The only one that I find has become better and better uh, as time goes on is the Tonys. The Tonys have been... Now, full disclosure, I've never really cared about award shows. So, you know, I I guess I do kind of relish the fact that people are overall caring less to an extent. But also you have to keep in mind that the Tonys are stepping up because Broadway has been really undergoing a a massive renaissance of of the last few years. Exactly. Um, Which results in a lot more fresh talent who suddenly care about the Tonys and the production quality of it. (laughs) Well, that, and you know, they get get Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, that man can do almost no wrong. (laughs) I, uh, or... uh, uh, what's his name? The other guy. Um, oh, him. Oh, him, yeah. <laughs> he does late night TV show ser- uh, hosting. Also likes to sing. Hosted the Tony Awards recently. Because uh, it wasn't because Neil Patrick Harris didn't get to host this year. Um, I'm not really. He's an Aussie, I think. Uh, oh, uh, mm. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. Sorry. I, I, yeah, I. Late night with F. Anyways, I, I, I get yeah. We're we're start and thanks. That's the thing is we're also starting to see better stuff out of plays. You know, I mean we're starting to see plays become an actual thing again. Hamilton uh, here a couple of years ago, yeah. and then um, you know they're they're redoing the Lion King. I think you, you there may be some convergence with like um, the word of mouth social media type stuff and like just you know uh, theater in general where it's like yeah. something happens. James and then Harden. It, Oh, okay. I didn't know he sung. Oh yeah, he he finds every excuse he can to sing on his uh, on his late night show. Well, see, I I just I mean I know he does the carpool karaoke thing, but I didn't know he could like actually sing. Oh no, yeah, the guy's got pipes. Okay. Uh, 
Speaking of which, Cardi B wrecked his car on the last carpool karaoke. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, what? You've had how many people in the car, and you? this is their first accident? Okay, good record, man. <laughs> Cardi B, I thought you were supposed to have people that could sing on. Terrible. Oh. Absolutely oh. terrible. She is, uh, is going to want to get some aloe on that. <laughs> yes. Granted, she is no Queen Latifah. Yeah. She just, uh, she, I don't know. She has, it just, it's a nails on a chalkboard thing for me, like yeah. hearing her. <clears throat> I don't have any ill will towards her. It's just a visceral reaction. It's just like, I do not like the way she sounds. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. And, well, I, I'm, I'm having a lot of, I, I'm having moments with the whole Cardi B, Nicki Minaj thing where they got into a fist fight. And I'm like, <laughs> um, okay, call me old fashioned because people often do. But <laughs> I used to like it when people's feuds were, you know, not done. You know, stars did not feud with fists. I, I think we are going to see a lot more bad. You, you know what? Um, in a weird way, I kind of prefer that because it's like, it's it's like how men sometimes get into it, and then maybe I I could be wrong here, but then maybe get over it and uh, well, people, get over it quicker. They they I think they do. It's just I, I think there is. I would rather them. I would rather them like have a stupid dust up like once, and then kind of have the worst of it be over instead of this like back and forth sniping for months about stupid shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like they're adults, and they shouldn't be fighting Precisely. much less in public. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but. Part of me is just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Like, they're not going to kill it. Well, at least in this specific example, they're not going to kill each other. Yeah. And, and then like everyone can just move on. Paces. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of those rap beefs are no joke. Because, like, yes. they actually, they get entire gangs riled up. And, like, yeah. people are, like, you know, yeah, actually trying them, to shoot each other. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes do and sometimes and kill each other. Right. Well, but, I mean, what do you expect when you have people that actually come from gangs that become rappers? Yep. Like, yeah. Sometimes, like, you can, you can get the... That's you know gangbanger yeah. out of the hood, but not get the hood out of the gangbanger. Well, and I think that is that's I think that's why rap is so still so popular is because it is very very much still attached deeply to its roots. Well, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of memes going around about you know the whole uh, baby it's cold outside thing and being like oh really you haven't listened to a rap song in the last twenty years this is what offends you <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, Christmas, you know, there's not very many Christmas get, raps. You gotta get. <laughs> I can think of about five off the top of my head. All I can't think of the tunes of any of them. They're all bad, though. I know it's insane. Um, <laughs> they're all bad. <laughs> Listen to them, but they were all bad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's at least every one that I have. Every Christmas rap song that I have heard has been not enjoyable. Well, you know, any, any sort of holiday themed rap is inherently dumb. Yeah, generally say, rap is not is not holiday friendly. Yeah, rap rap is still rap is like jazz. Uh, in Except blues. for Arbor Day rap. Arbor Day rap is the bomb. <laughs> it's all about planting trees, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure there's a lot of marijuana allusions to be made there, but <laughs> right, it's fertile ground. No pun intended. <laughs> But uh, I have no idea whether so, Arbor Day rap is actually a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it's a thing. 
it, it's, it's like rule that, it's only a question of how well known is the thing right right, right. it's like rule 37 if it exists there is rap of it I thought it was 34 no that's that's, that's porn, porn. Oh. <laughs> oh, there's, there's different oh okay no, I just I rule 34 is, is if, if it exists there, there is, is a porn of it right yeah. rule 35 which means unfortunately that means there is a porn of this podcast that's actually that, that falls under rule that that falls yes. under rule thirty five. If porn of it does not exist, wait, <laughs> it will. <laughs> if porn of it doesn't exist, it does now. <laughs> I, know, right? I mean, there there is there is dragons in cars. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, uh, I still have that GIF saved from, uh, from Panel Panel two years ago. <laughs> yeah. What? Panel Panel doesn't exist at, at I've never uh, heard of that. Explosion or at... Uh, Rain of Fire. Rain of Triple X. And we're not talking Vin Diesel. Which, by the way, sounds like a porn name. It does. It really it does. sounds like a porn name. Uh, so, any other predictions, bold or otherwise, uh, off the top of your heads? Um, I'll tell you another thing that I'm really hoping will happen. Speaking of rap music... And that is that trap music stops being a fucking thing. Trap music? It, it's, it's very subdued, quiet, tired, mumble rap, and I hate it. That's uh, a trap. That's a trap. That's a trap. <sighs> oh, yeah. Well, I have a very unbold prediction to make. George R. R. Martin will not release the next <laughs> book in the Song of Ice and Fire series in 2019. It will be at least 2020 until he releases it. That, movie, that, that book is still not coming out. I like that. That's a, yeah. Good, yeah. that's a fun prediction. Oh, and there was a prediction that I was going to make uh, that I mentioned before we started, but uh, I'll make it now. Cyberpunk 2077 will come out, and neither Ben nor I will have a computer strong enough to actually run it. You did make that prediction. But I didn't make it on, on mic earlier, so... Ah, uh, yes. you did. Anyways, I remember hearing that being said. Yes, I think it was, I think it was with our, in our pre-episode dis, uh, discussion. Uh, Either that, or I'm crazy. If I'm crazy, let me know in the comments. They're both true. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, they both can be true. Both can be true. So... Um, let's see here. Bold predictions. 2019, there will be cold, followed by by mild weather, then extreme hot, and then cold again. Today's forecast, dark, followed by widely scattered light. Anyways. <laughs> Reminds me of, uh, speaking of, of late night uh, TV shows, remember Jay Leno would do headlines from time to time? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. One of the headlines that I, that I will always remember was, Market will rise or fall, experts say. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, what God. a meaningless headline. <laughs> yeah. And who are these experts? Yeah. That exactly. makes me an expert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My opinions trump your facts. <sighs> Anyways, uh, sorry, we're trying not to be political. <laughs> but, um. In, in other news, water found to be wet. Yeah, uh, water, water wet. <laughs> Night, dark. <laughs> Um, there will be 365 days in 2019. That's correct, because 2020 is the next leap year. So. Right, followed by 366, yes. Or granted, probably there's going to be at least one person, uh, usually with a, you know, usually with the name Pastor or her brother in front of their name that's going to that's going to contradict that and say that the world will end sometime in 2019. We're going to hear one at least one of those, I'm sure. Well, I mean, the, 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 the world's supposed year, to end though. at least once a year. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel like Why that's so much... I don't feel like that's so much a prediction as a, oh, it's August? 
Yeah, that's more of just an observation. Because it's usually a fall thing too. Because it, it, you know, it's, it's gonna and the world's gonna end around the end of the year. Right. Uh, yeah, it's like there's a bunch of people really desperate now to buy Christmas. Tune that out. <laughs> yeah, coming up on the uh, on the the uh, six year anniversary of the Mayan apocalypse here, right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like a lot of that stuff is the big the bigger stuff has kind of came and went because you had the the turn of the millennium and the Mayan thing. It, I, I am gonna start a hashtag in 2022, uh, which is Mayan apocalypse ten years later, <laughs> and and fill it with with random. Memories of the various things that happened when the, as the world ended, like so. Did anybody else have the fire bre- the, the the six foot tall fire breathing chickens, or was that just a Midwest thing? Uh, <laughs> well, I, 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 I spicy chicken sandwich is getting out of hand. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think what do you have? Where do you think we get those? Uh, but. I think one of the things that we need to start doing is coming up with every time one of those things is predicted. <coughs> Take credit for saving the world. I with, like this. I like with, that. With your favorite fictional character, the doctor says hi, and you're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, or well, just you could have a field day with uh, with the Winchester brothers hunting the crazy apocalyptic creatures. There you go. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we just yeah, every, we we need that needs to be six the foot tall. By the way, that's not much of a stretch to have Sam and Dean fighting a six foot tall fire breathing chicken. chicken. <laughs> this is true. They've been cartoons before. They fought evil clowns before. Yeah. They, oh yeah, the evil clowns. I remember that. What's her name? Uh, what was her name? Uh, the heiress uh, before the Kardashians. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. They fought Paris Hilton before. By the way, in internet time, that feels like it was 30 years ago. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> before the Kardashians, yeah. <laughs> BK. Oh, oh don't, no, don't joke about it because it will happen. Yeah, BK, before the Kardashians. <laughs> oh, my God. Or Burger King, depending on the context. Yeah, which is much tastier, uh, but yeah, I think we need to make that a thing in 2019. Another another is, random thought about how subjective time feels. Uh, when when Dane Cook was a big thing, that feels like it was 30 years ago too, right? Or I, when, I'm sorry, I have to disagree. Dane Cook was never a big thing. Uh, look at the numbers. I, I know. I'm I'm, being, <laughs> I'm being, I am being facetious. Or I mean, when I mean, because I, when I when I look at it like that. I've only been published since 2012. That's oh, so it was the, it was your book coming out that was the end of the I world. I saved the world. The you deep, saved the world. Uh, either that or it was, sure it was your book coming out that the Mayans predicted. Right, yeah. Chance saved the world is what it is. Well, you see, Neil, it is true from a certain point of view. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we need to wrap this up because i got to go back to work. So, anybody else? Go. Anybody else have anything else to say? Any other... Rapid fire things. Twenty nineteen. Uh, well, I've already made my. I'm declaring for for movies. I'm declaring twenty nineteen the weird the year of the western. <laughs> because you want it to be. I want westerns to be a thing again. <laughs> Aside from uh, oh, well, we had a brief spate there, like Magnificent Seven and Hateful Eight and uh, a couple other. Hella high water. We, yeah. we had a we had a few big western releases Always in the last will. few years. Yeah, and, you know I I miss Cowboys and Aliens, but still um, Cowboys and Aliens was so much fun. 
I, I think they needed gold. Is, yeah, it was so stupid. Right. Well, I think I, I covered. You know, I have my my ultimate unbold prediction, which is George R. R. Martin does not release the next Song of Ice and Fire book in 2019. And I've and a bolder prediction of there will be a lot more of these uh, gaming specific social media dust ups. Yeah. And they will not end well for the people. Uh, not so much not end well for them, but it'll have the opposite effect where the people that are, uh, I don't know, whatever word you want to use, the victim, the recipient would be a good word, the recipient of these things, they will actually do better because of the ridiculousness. Frequently. Right. Yep. Um, as, long as, it's actually ridic- as long as it's actually ridiculous outrage and not justified. Right. Okay, well, so I'm going to go premise, so, so yes. far as to say this 2019 is going to be the year of the Lovecraftian rom-com. <laughs> I like now I want that to be a thing. <laughs> and, if any, and if any of these things happen, panelists, we'll ask you about it. I'm, wait, wait, don't tell me. Um, <laughs> It'd be like love, not actually, because it was all in your head the whole time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be, it'd be. Uh, uh, oh, I need the name of one of the great old ones. Nalathotep. Uh, yeah, yeah, love Nalathotep. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, by the way, I want to, I want to point out real quick. Uh, you could make a case that Romeo and Juliet is basically that Lovecraftian tale because they go crazy and kill themselves. This is true. So, it, to piggyback off of Nyarlathotep... Um, <laughs> That's a great uh, transitional phrase, by the way. Right. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is no better segue. To piggyback off of Nyarlathotep, which would be dangerous in, in the extreme. Nyarlathotep. <laughs> um, there is... Who was, by the way, uh, my number one... Uh, enemy, my number one Lovecraftian horror, my top ten Lovecraftian horror, of course, you should check that episode out, but um, there was an anime that came out two years ago, wherein Yarlathotep was a cute Japanese uh, anime girl with tentacle hair. That's, wow, okay, that's, that's wrong on many uh, levels. Yeah, I was It was a romantic comedy. It was a high school romantic com- comedy, specifically. <laughs> Wow, so this, this is, is like kind monster, of thing. this is like this is like <laughs> I would uh, say you're blowing my mind but Japan. Yeah, Japan. <laughs> yeah, Japan and the thing is, is nobody does cultural appropriation like the Japanese. Cuz they don't they don't make it a Japanese thing. They take it and put it in its own context and then you know it I'm was like specifically going. called Nyaruko. I'm sorry. Nya, yeah, Nyaruko crawling with love. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Also sometimes known as Nyarukosan, another crawling chaos. You, you gotta love the subtitles in these yes. things. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, Wherein the main character was Nyarukosan. Um, she was uh, the Lovecraftian deity of chaos, Nyarlathotep, who took the shape of a seemingly ordinary, ordinary silver haired high school girl. Sorry, it wasn't tentacles, it was just silver. <sighs> Goodness. So if you distill it to its core essence, it's bitches be crazy. Lovecraftian <laughs> <laughs> bitches be crazy. <laughs> Make you crazy. So uh, I, there was there's an old anime, or yeah, I think it's an anime, that I want to reference for the future. 10,000 10, years ago, the world will be saved. 10,000 years of ne- from now, the world was saved. I'm not familiar with that one. That's a, a deep enough cut that I'm that I'm lost. There you go. You should get an award for that. Because <laughs> you just stumped Neil on an anime. <laughs> what is this? I I, really... I I can't even remember the title. Uh, I'll have to look it up, and I will I will send it to you. The internet will know. Give me a second. My living room laptop. 
10,000 years ago, the world will be saved. Clackety clack clack clack. To the internet! To the Google Mobile. It's not coming up as a recognizable quote. Well, spellbinding as the internet searches. In the meantime, <laughs> any other uh, any other last thoughts or predictions wanted to sneak in there? Um, no, I'm I'm good. I think I'm good. All right. Well, this is our last episode for 2018. We're going to be going into the Odin sleep for a little bit because it's the holidays and we we have families and yep. things and life back time and all that. We will see you all again in 2019 with season four. Um, in the meantime, this has been Neil. The one true Ben. And Mike. And we will talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by an apostrophe in the number 68. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. Also, please check out our Facebook and Twitter feeds for updates as to what's going on with the podcast. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation through PayPal on our website, or by making a reoccurring one at Patreon, at patreon.com slash workingtheory. A final thought. Here's to the new year. May she be a damn sight better than the old one.